As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Hey everybody, I am your beautiful co-host, Anainan Otterwell, and I'm with my lovely co-host, Cynthia Lyon. It's just not the both of us, we also have a guest. Cynthia will introduce her name and the topic that we'll be engaging on today. But from Women Right, we'd really like to wish everyone a happy new year. We hope and we pray that 2022 will bring good fruits for all of us. We'd also like to welcome our new listeners. I hope you guys will enjoy this journey with us. And we'd also like to thank everyone that has been supporting us since the start of this podcast your support is really 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 appreciated so i hope you guys will enjoy this episode as well and please stay tuned Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be back. Hopefully my co-host is just as excited as I am. It's a brand new year, but obviously we don't do that whole new year, new me thing. I mean, it was, it's still <laughs> us, but we keep evolving. Um, I'm really excited about the guest that we have today. Excited to learn so much from her and what she'll be sharing with us. And I think it's also an important topic also because like the beginning of the year, so we might as well just start it off on the right foot or the right notes. So today's guest goes by the name of Simpira Malaza. She is a professional registered counsellor. She does individual counselling, couple or marriage counselling, family counselling, as well as workshops. I'm not going to dive deep into all of that because I'm just going to let her introduce herself in the way that she would like to be known. So, Simpire, go ahead. The stage <laughs> is yours. Thank you so much. Um, and and hi to everyone who is listening. Um Thank you for the introduction. I think you've touched on everything. My name is Simpiwe. I am a registered counselor. That is the title that HPCSA uses um, for, for us who are registered under the HPCSA. I have been practicing for quite some time now, I think about four years, um, and been ha have been registered with HPCSA since 2016. Um, and yes, I am in private practice. So would you like to tell us where you studied and how your journey was like through um, varsity? Okay. So in order to be a registered counsellor, you need a Bachelor of Psychology degree or a bachelor's equivalent. Um, and so where I started, um, I started in MGI. It used to be called MGI. And there was a Bachelor of Psychology degree that was offered. Um so basically, it is a four-year degree with the fourth year being um, its honors equivalent because it's NQF8. And um, basically, the last year is about practicals, doing research, um, and just theory. So I started, uh, well, I completed in 2016, then registered with the HPCSA. Um, the journey, honestly, I find that is a bit difficult when we start off, you know, with our profession, um, when we talk about mental health, especially in the Black community, it's not something that is motivated. So usually we, we, we often struggle, and this is what I've seen now with um, the Black community, and it's not that I'm maybe not 
talking about other communities, but, you know, I am a black person, so it really is um, something that is close to my heart. We, we tend to struggle a lot because there's no finances and there's hardly ever any job opportunities. So starting off, um, I just basically started with finding a job, working in employment risk, something so unrelated. Um, but the beauty of psychology is that it applies everywhere. And so even in the work that I did that wasn't in my field, I was still able to use some of the skills that I learned in school. So I started off with um, employment risks as a, an employment risk specialist. Then I relocated to Cape Town, worked for a medical aid, and then decided, you know what? Let me just dive into private practice. And yeah, so here I am now in private practice, but um, it has been quite difficult, but it's very doable. And judging from what you said, it feels like it's something that you've been passionate about from a young age. Was it really like that? Or you just like, it was the only option that you were taking for something? Okay. No, no, no. So my story is a bit weird. Um, I, I didn't really choose. <laughs> I didn't really choose. Um, I just, okay. So I feel that it's something that I'm really called for, if I can put it that way. Um, mm. Because with my journey, it's not necessarily that, oh, I want to do psychology, I want to become a psychologist, but I always wanted to be a helper. And so when mm. I went into varsity, um, because MGI is a private institution, so it, it, it allowed for some room to do certain things. But when I got there, I don't know, my mind was just so young. You know, I was young and I was like, oh, what do I want to do? Um, I always wanted to be a doctor, but I don't I don't qualify to be a doctor. And then I realized that, oh, I actually don't like blood. I don't like, you know, working with yeah. the physical body in that way. And then mm -hmm. I was with my mom during registration and she's like, why don't you just do psychology? And then I was like, mm, OK, fine, whatever. You know, then mm -hmm. I went into it. Yeah. <laughs> I went into it and it it was amazing. Um, I just got it. It just resonated with me. Um, it was just a beautiful thing because when you learn psychology, it's just human behavior. So I, I got to understand myself. I got to understand my family. I got to understand dysfunction within my family. I got to understand why people act the way that they do. So it just was so fascinating for me because of all of that. And it, it, it was a breeze. I really, really enjoyed it. And then I realized that actually this is something that is for me. And now I feel mm -hmm. that I'm living in my purpose because um, it's just a part of who I am now. Would you, would you say you were like someone who was struggling with mental health growing up and then you actually got to understand all those things now that you studied it? Yo, don't we all struggle? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel that um, we really come from a lot of generational traumas so a lot of us do experience some kind of challenge so on a personal level definitely um yeah I, I think I really did struggle for quite some time 
Um, and I think it's, you know, I, I never really thought about this question. It's a very good one. Um, for me, it, it always was, I felt like something just isn't right, you know? Um, I could see that my family, you know, I have great parents. Um, they are taking care of me. My family is together and, and, and. But I just always looked at the world quite differently. My my understanding was always quite different. So, yeah, I did have struggles because my thinking was different. So it meant that I always would clash with certain things that are being done or being said. Um, and then it would cause some issues, you know, mentally some conflict within myself where I just wasn't so fulfilled or so happy. So it did yeah. cause quite a lot of issues within myself. Um, and then when I started learning about these dysfunctions, it made sense to me that, oh, this is why I have been struggling. Um, and also just to look at it from outside, you see your family, you know, with family gatherings and interactions and the arguing and the issues, you see that I will these people there's something going on here and this is not mm -hmm. right this is not right this is the reason why I would be affected in this way so yeah I, I definitely was um, I would say troubled um, internally mostly it was internally I was troubled quite a lot and and psychology really did help me to become a bit better um, and I think that it also allows for a lot of introspection so we tend you know the people in the psychology profession they tend to be very good with introspection um, because it is a requirement. You have to really know yourself um, in order to help the next person because, you know, if my burdens are so big and I can't um, introspect and see that actually this is a problem, um, then I can project it into a session or, you know, with, with someone else. And so, yeah, so it, it really does help with introspection and yes I was troubled um there are so, still some things that we continuously work on you know I'm not done with my self-discovery journey um it's still something I'm working on we never really stop so yeah <laughs> yeah do you ever feel as though you okay this is not a direct attack on you right <laughs> <laughs> but like do you ever feel as though um, registered counselors are hypocrites at some point like for example you don't basically um, live what you preach or what you teach mm. like I know obviously you guys are also human beings as much as you're giving advice trying to help people get out of their dark hole or depression or whatever do you ever yeah. find yourself also not following your own advice like advice that you would be giving out to your clients that you know mm -hmm. is helpful but now you in a similar situation and you just can't take your own advice. Do you ever have that sort of conflict or do you always just okay. um, walk That's the a talk? Very good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very, very good <laughs> question. Um, I am human before I am a counsellor. And yeah. even if I'm in a helping profession with all the knowledge, I still struggle with my challenges, my conflicts, my issues. So... Um, the word hypocrite, I understand where it's coming from, but mm. it's not necessarily a word I would use um, mm. because 
um, a doctor, you know, there's a saying, a doctor doesn't heal himself. Um, it's, it's something along those lines. Because yeah. um, if, if I'm going to help you, the, the, when you come into a session, um, oftentimes you know how to help yourself. It's just that we are so distracted by the many challenges that sometimes we are not able to see them. And so what I do in a session is help you to, you know, put things in place so that you can see a bit more clearly. Um, I help you identify blind spots. I help you identify issues that you are not aware of um, because I cannot be all knowing. So even for me, I am human. So there are some things that I will miss out on. There are some things that I will not see. Um, they, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I will struggle just like the next person. It's just that I'm trained to help you, um, but I cannot always see if I am being an issue or if there are issues in my life. And, and usually um, it's important then for us to also have our own psychologist or our own counselor, because there are things that we do miss. Um, it, it's just natural. Um, you know, there are blind spots that every single person will have. And so we mm -hmm. will struggle with some things. So it's not necessarily that um, we, we don't want to help ourselves. We just can't always see. And, and sometimes also, you know, I think that um, there's this huge thing on, on, on the psychology profession professionals um they just have to know what's up you know yeah. and it's like no <laughs> the same way the doctor is trained to give you medication and see what's wrong with you they also need to go to the doctor um i can yeah. have the knowledge but it doesn't mean that i'll definitely know what's going on with me um so it's it's, it's the same thing i think um, so not necessarily hypocritical, but I do understand where it's coming from because we tend to preach like, oh, self-care, oh, you need to take care of yourself, oh, introspection. Um, one thing that I will say, though, is that we, we do tend to be the people to be more self-aware than the rest of the population. So mm -hmm. I could be aware of more things about myself um, that I continuously need to work on um, because before I became a counsellor, um, I had my whole life of traumas, my whole life of issues, my whole life mm -hmm. of um, attachment issues you know there could be a lot of things that happened just before I could get to a point of self-introspection so there's a lot of unpacking there's a lot of unlearning that I also need to do so yeah human first counselor second this is something that I wanted to ask um like do your friends or family take advantage of your profession by utilizing your services without paying? Do you think yeah. that they should pay for your services or is it a matter of, well, they're family, so I kind of <laughs> can't charge them? What do you uh -huh. do in those cases? Okay, so any good counselor who is ethical and knows, right? Um, we are not allowed to really counsel people we know on a personal level, uh, mainly because it, it 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 stops the objectivity. You then become yeah, um, part of yeah. exactly. So um, with me, yes, people tend to. Okay, so for me personally, as Simpiwe, um, it's just natural that people gravitate towards me and just talk about their problems. So this was before. 
I even became a counselor. So that's why earlier I said it, I'm living in my purpose because this is just something that's for me. Um, but it's important to then set boundaries. In the beginning, it was difficult because now, you know, you, you are still fresh and you have all this knowledge and people know that you have this knowledge. Um, if, the, if they're not coming to you and saying, oh, will you read my mind and stuff? They are then just throwing their issues at you. And it's like, no, um, I'm not switched on for that right now. Um, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, I didn't want to turn anyone away. I understand how it feels to be unheard. I understand um, how it feels to be alone. So let me help them. Let me be there. Oh, but it's exhausting, ladies. Uh -uh. So I had to, <laughs> I had to learn how to set the boundaries. Um, sometimes they do get angry, um, but mm. you know what? Um, at, at my expense, I've learned not to accept things that will burden me more um, because the issues I hear, you know what? People are troubled. You know, we are going through quite a lot and we do not talk about it. People are going through the most. And so if I am going to be in session for the 50 minutes or that hour, um, I'm really using up quite a lot of my energy to fully be there with someone and hold space for them. And then afterwards, I'm tired. I'm now from pure, I've switched on, you know, I've switched off that hat I've taken it off I'm tired don't come to me with your issues it's not that I don't want to listen or I don't want to help you but please ask me you know is it okay for me to talk to you about my issues don't just come throwing them at me yeah it's tiring it's heavy <laughs> it's so heavy. Not, now that people really offload their business on you how do you uh, take yeah. care of your mental health because now okay. you say that after the session you are drained and tired yeah yeah okay all right that's an important question as well um self-care guys it's it's very important but i will be honest it's not something that i'm very consistent with um it goes back to that other question about being a hypocrite so i definitely <laughs> understand where it's coming from because it's, it's just not always something that you can do right um life does happen guys and i do understand it um you know even when i will be posting something or i will be saying something um i always make it a point that somewhere you do understand that it doesn't always work out this way because life does happen and when it happens yeah. it happens hard and you don't always have the opportunity to just sit down and say hey just do a self-check. Are you doing okay? So um, I do get to a point where I, I have to remind myself, you know, that's one of the things to so just consistently remind myself. Um, I'm an introvert and how I get my energy is by being alone. So I will make sure that I will have my space um, for the day and I will um, meditate, I will journal, I pray as well. So I will pray, um, I will connect with friends um, because, you know, I do like that connection with people. Um, sometimes I will be binge watching on Netflix. That's also okay. Um, showers really help me a lot or baths, um, they help me a lot. I really like hot um baths or um what you call showers 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. mainly what I do. Because I'm introverted, I tend to not necessarily want to be out too much. Um, I connect with nature. So just going outside and chilling by the sun, um, it really does help a lot. Um, people don't know that. Just going outside, chilling by the sun. Um, and if it's raining like today, wow, I'm happy. You know, this the, the, the rain makes me happy. So I... I look at the rain and I listen to it. I listen to the water. Um, it really is um, amazing for me. So it's just about shutting off, um, creating mm-hmm. that boundary, getting my energy back, and then going out into the world again. So that's how I self-care. And I think it's very important that you are able to switch off and put work aside because mm-hmm. if you're constantly thinking about what your clients are going through, it becomes too much of a burden like for you, that you can't be of good use to them because you're not going to go back to them tired because you keep carrying around the problems instead of also taking time off Mm. to sort of process everything they've said, but also just process what's happening in your life too and how your day was and just, you know, relax them. So I think Mm. it's that's very important. And there's something you mentioned, so sorry to go back, but where we were, you were basically explaining that you've now learned to sort of create boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but now what happens if like one of your girlfriends calls you like, girl, I'm going through like a toxic relationship. You won't <laughs> believe what this guy did. And now, <laughs> you know, they're offloading. But now as a friend, yeah. because I think that's the problem because that's the thing of <laughs> how, what must happen? Like, because yes. it's so blurry because now they might be coming to you as your Chomi, you won't believe what happened. Yeah. But at the same time, Chomi is a registered counselor now. So now, <laughs> how, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, where I'm going with this question. Yeah. Are they not supposed to come to you yeah. anymore unless they're going to be paying yeah, for your you know, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very good question. Very, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'll, I'll say I am blessed to have friends who do understand okay Okay. um my friends do understand um I also look it's it's a a tough one because if it was a really hectic day um it, it might be a bit hard for me to fully be present with you as my friend you know but also it's important well I understand that it's important to maintain friendships so um Usually what would happen, um, I'm, you know, I never thought about this, but my how my friends operate with me, um, they're very understanding of the type of person I am. Um, they will maybe send a text and they will understand that if I don't respond now, it's not a good time. So still say whatever issue it is. And, and if I maybe read it and I feel like you you really need someone right now, I will quickly put on that hat and say, you know what, I can sacrifice. You know, this is worth it because this relationship is important to me. So I will sacrifice this little bit of energy that I have um, and help them because I can always rest afterwards. So I will maybe browse through that 
that and 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 see if it's something that's needing me right now i will definitely be there for you um but if i feel that i can still respond maybe tomorrow and we can continue with the conversation then then it will wait until tomorrow um the friends that i do have haven't had an issue we've been friends for quite some time many many years since varsity and they understand it and um, they've recently even said that they appreciate me being there. So I don't know how I'm there, but I am there. So um, <laughs> so I am I'm able to um, do that. Um, they respect my boundaries. Um, I think, yeah, it goes there, actually. It goes back to boundaries. If you are not able to set healthy boundaries um, from the beginning of the friendship or whatever relationship that you can have, it will be difficult to enforce it later. Um, so because I was able to sort of set that um, boundary between us um, to indicate that um, it's healthy for us to have a break as well. Um, it's healthy for, for us to not constantly require the next person in order to feel validated. Um, I think we've been able to create a healthy friendship and that is why it's not so difficult um, to, to navigate this friendship that I would have with them. So um, I'm fortunate but I know that we, we do struggle with that. And and some people take it very personally. Um, if if now I come to Simpu and then Simpu says, um, sorry, I'm sorry, please call me tomorrow. Um, and then they get offended. And it's like, hey, boo. Yeah. So you feel entitled to my time and my space. And, you know, why can't you respect my space and my time and my ear? Um, so yeah. I tend to not keep people like that around me. So maybe that's why it's not so difficult. Um, if if I'm if you are the type of person who is quite needy and I feel that I can't um, I minimize our interaction. It's all love, um, but, you know, I have to respect myself too. What What do you guys think? You know, when you are, because now you are not in the field, right? So I will tend to look at it quite differently. Um, and then, you know, what what do you guys think? about mental health? Do you feel that it's something that is discussed? Do you feel that it is difficult um, to talk about? Um, what what, are, what is your feel? Okay. Um, Otero, do you want to go first? You can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, honestly speaking, mental health was never a thing for me throughout primary and high school. You know? Okay. And... Yeah, like we grew up in a different time where like social media wasn't as heavy as it is now. Like the the mm. influence, the peer pressure, the trying to get rich quick, the, you know, the all of that. It wasn't uh, it wasn't as hectic when we were growing up as it is right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think mental health. Yeah, it wasn't a problem. Um, yeah, for me, I didn't even know about it. Let me be okay. honest. It was okay. yeah we wouldn't talk about at home I just yeah and things were fine at home yeah there were problems here and there but it was just like it's life you gotta find a way mm -hmm. to heal and get over it and move on okay. you know okay. until I went to varsity and then I experienced depression for the first time mm -hmm. and I was in denial for the longest time because I didn't want to accept that I had depression because I felt like 
if I accept that, then I'm accepting that I have a mental illness. Mm. And for me, it was like, there is no way in hell I'm going to accept that I have a mental illness. Like, me. Like, hell no. You know? So I was in denial for the longest time. My mom was like, I need to go see somebody. I need to speak to a therapist. I was close to this other lecturer. She became sort of my therapist. So she was mm-hmm. the one I would talk to and offload. But then she felt like things were getting hectic. I need to see a professional because she wasn't a professional. Obviously, she was a lecturer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still didn't want to go because me going means I'm accepting that I've got depression. And I, you know, and now it's the first time yeah. in my life where I'm encountering this thing. And I'm also around students who are also going through a difficult time. People also going through depression. And now you're hearing people, now I'm understanding how people end up committing suicide and varsity. Mm-hmm. Like now all of those things are becoming real. And then that's when I started knowing about mental health. And ever since then, like my whole perspective on it has changed. Like it's actually a big deal. It's something that's real that's happening. And I like what um, Inayna and Otterell mentioned about like it being integrated, like from a younger level at school. The, if like especially in black communities if people are going through a lot of things from a young age they end up bottling it up and then you find men being abusive later on in their lives you know mm-hmm. um gbv cases i feel like even those would be minimized if already yeah um people like younger people are opening up like okay my mom I mean, my dad beats my mom and this is what happens at home. So already they're going to be unlearning a lot of things from childhood so that they don't carry that with them into adulthood and end up being like the ones that are the villains in somebody else's story, Mm. if you get what I mean. Mm, So, yeah, but yeah, now I I do see that mental health is a big deal, especially now like after varsity and you're trying to get your life together, you're trying to find (laughs) work. You're trying to, like, now, like, life is real. You got to pay bills. Like, then you're realizing everybody's going through a different time in their lives. Some mm-hmm. people are sick. Some people are in hospital. Some people just lost a loved one. Like, like everybody's just going through so much. Mm-hmm. And as you also mentioned, it's also unfair for people to feel entitled to your time every single time. Because mm-hmm. we all don't know what everyone is going through. So if you're going to come and you entitled and you feel entitled to this and that, you honestly don't know where I am in my life and what I'm trying to figure out, the puzzles I'm trying to put together. And you're already coming, attacking me because you want my time and my energy all the time. I think that's so unfair. So, yeah, I think mental health is actually a real thing. And, yeah, I'm getting to see that now. Okay, absolutely. Um, And and Um, do you want to share as well? Yeah, I'll just be brief though. Uh, for me, I feel like it's yeah, it's important. I mean, there are a lot of things that really catched up with me when, um, like when I've already grown now, which are things that I should have actually dealt with them while I was still young. If I were, if I actually had someone to talk to at that point, mm-hmm. I don't think there would be a lot of things that would be catching up with me and actually adding up to some of the things that I'm going through now. So. If it actually starts from a young age, then it, that would actually help with people healing from traumas and mm-hmm. things that they go through when they're still young. So that when they grow up and they face other issues, then it's easier for them to move on. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So that that's the reason why I asked and 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 took it back to you guys. Um, because, you know, one important thing that was mentioned earlier 
um you know one of you mentioned that um you only understood it when when you started having to go to therapy and and oftentimes we we only really understand it if we are going through it um if we're seeing it from a distance it's a matter of yo oh, that one is crazy um oh that one is always moody that one is always and 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 until it hits on your doorstep that's when you actually start realizing that actually this has been a problem and so if we are to introduce it in schools um we 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 actually are going to save quite a lot of um baggage from happening because we are starting from a very young age and we are exposing children to understanding that mental health is not necessarily an illness so mental health is just a term that is used to um describe what you are feeling thinking um how your behavior is um you know it's about your mental health so where you stand within your mental health then you get a mental illness and mental illness is when you are formally diagnosed you know by a psychiatrist or a psychologist they diagnose you with an illness so you have a headache um you go to the doctor you know you, physically you are not well um but it's not is not an illness because there's no tests that are done there is no um diagnosis that you are given and so i think you know from a young age if we are learning that mental health is just as important as physical health as social health as spiritual health um as financial health um it's it's all in one umbrella um mental health shouldn't be something that is stigmatized because we all have mental health that we need to be concerned about um it's only when it's an illness that you maybe need more intervention so we will all go through problems and earlier i talked about generational traumas i talked about um you know the issues that come from our childhood um because we come from a history that is full of trauma it's not easy for a child to come out healthy okay so mm-hmm. i'm now going to focus again on just the black culture because i am within that culture um your mom's parents for example they grew, grew up in an era that was quite harsh and hard and what they had to deal with and endure um they could not be fully present the way that maybe you and i could be present for our children and so what they could give you was based on where they were at and so what you learn from your parents you carry it with you it becomes your life story and then you carry it on onto your children and it just continues and continues and continues and then it comes to a point where now you're an adult and you know you no longer have that safety net of your parents um and now you are exposed to what life really is um and and maybe even in childhood you know we do experience traumas that we tend to not even acknowledge because trauma isn't just i was in an accident trauma is also neglect from your parent um it's also um you know you tried to maybe show how excited you were about your project um and instead of receiving love and you know um uh, awards you know to to maybe say um wow you did great instead um you are shut off and you are 
um, told, hey man, not now, you know, wait, um, or, you know, it's not, it's not a good experience. That becomes your traumatic story of how you live the rest of your life. It builds up the anxiety, it builds up, um, you know, the, the likelihood of depression developing, it builds up so many other things. So definitely, um, if, if it could be my way, mental health would be just some other topic that we talk about every day with absolutely no stigma attached because there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, yeah. You can't push it away. You you have mental mm -hmm. health. Like mental health is part of who you are. Um, it's part of the state that you are in. It's not something that you can push away. Um, you have feelings. You have a way of thinking. You have behaviors that you, you know, that's all mental health. It's all related to mental health. Um, and also it affects your body, something that people don't know. You start becoming yeah. ill. Um, you start having yeah. back aches and issues with your body and headaches and um, you just are not well all the time. And it's sometimes really just because you are not attending to an issue that you have on a psychological level. So now it's saying, hey, hello, I, I can see you're not attending to me. So let me translate myself into a physical symptom so that you can see that there's a problem here. So guys, oh, let's, let's make mental health popular. It's so important. And I do think that if it was something that um, was trending, um, the way other topics trend, um, we would be in a very good position in the future um, if we were just to yeah. make it um, something that's popular. So I'm I'm grateful that you guys have thought of, hey, let's let's do this kind of topic, you know, put it out there. Um, even if it's just one person who listens and says, let me actually do something about it, that's good enough mm -hmm. because it's it really is about one person at a time. Um, eventually, yeah. we will get to a point where everyone is in counseling. Um, and counseling isn't because, hi, boy, my issues are so much and I can no longer function. Sometimes it's, hey, I've just been stressed about my projects and I can see that I'm struggling with my sleep. Let's talk about it. It doesn't have to be the deep, dark emotional things that you are carrying sometimes it's just about hey how do I set goals um how do I um make sure that I can complete my tasks you know I'm always procrastinating um it doesn't have to be now I've been having this issue um something happened to me when I was a child um or I was in an accident and I, I haven't been able to tell anyone about it um, it doesn't always mm -hmm. have to be that so let's not make it intimidating it literally is a conversation we are going there we are having a conversation about your issues and the only difference is that I'm not going to be sympathetic um in the sense that oh now we are going to cry together but I am going to show you empathy that I understand that this is difficult for you. Let me help you out of the slump so that you can see differently and do things differently and feel a bit lighter so that the mud is not pulling you down, you know? Um, yeah. So listen, let's make it popular guys. Where can we find you or mm -hmm. where is your practice located or the website? Okay. All right, um, you can catch me on Instagram, um, Simpiwe underscore Malaza. Um, my website, simpiwemalaza.co.za. Um, my office is in Pretoria West um, at a medical center. In, in It's by KitKat. You know, people around um, Pretoria West or around Pretoria, they, they tend to know KitKat. 
Um, there's a medical center there, so that's where I'm situated. Um, but also nationally, I also provide virtual sessions. Um, I have clients from all over South Africa. So um, yeah, you can you can really find me anywhere if you really are looking. Um, on, on Facebook, it's SM Wellness Consultants. Um, yeah, if you need to reach me, you can just pop an email or connect with me um, on my website. Um, I, I don't necessarily respond to DMs, you know, just in case someone needs to hear it. Um, I'd rather you send me an email. Sometimes the DMs are overwhelming, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I can't always attend to them. <laughs> yeah, I can't always attend to them. Okay, thank you so much, Simpue, for honoring the invites and being a guest on our podcast. We really, really had a good time. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know that I learned so much and I'm sure my co-host also learned a lot and just not her, but the whole point of this podcast is to reach a lot of people and they mm. get to learn something. So I know that you really did deposit like good seeds in all of us and hopefully they will grow into beautiful blossoming trees and we won't be afraid of therapy. One thing mm -hmm. for sure is that you have definitely changed our perspective on it. So, okay. yeah, I think I'm not longer going to be, like, scared of going <laughs> for therapy, but I'm actually going to consider it. Thank you so much, Simpiwe. We really appreciate you, and we are so pleased that you honored the invite. We really learned a lot. I, myself, really learned a lot from this uh, episode and all the thoughtful things that you shared with us. We're so grateful and we thank you for the advice that you've given us. We'll continue the good work and we just hope that we find more people that will be unleashing a lot of information like you did with us today. So yeah, thank you so much. We'd like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys. So please feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes. And also, if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes, tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission, please feel free to send us a DM as well. Thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next next one.